Engaging presentations on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. Hello, friends. Father Frank Pavone here, National Director of Priests for Life. Welcome to Praying for America. Patriots, Christians from around the country joining us for this time each weeknight to not only reflect on the news, but pray over it. Well, there are, as I mentioned in uh, previous episodes, unusual attacks being launched by the folks on the left against people who are volunteering and caring each day for moms and babies in pregnancy centers across the country. What is wrong with the people who are attacking them? Well, we're going to identify some in the U.S. Senate and House who are doing the attacks, but we're also going to hear from former abortionists about the fact that, well, the shoe is really on the other foot. It is not the pregnancy centers who lie. It's the abortion clinics. That and more in the episode for tonight. But first, let me go to the Psalms. I want to pray with you uh, as we begin this program from uh, Psalm 16. Starting with verse 2, I say to the Lord, you are my God. Apart from you, I have nothing good. As for the saints who are in the land, they are glorious ones in whom is all my delight. The sorrows of those increase who run after other gods. I will not pour out their libations of blood or take their names upon my lips. Lord, you have assigned me my portion and my cup. You have made my lot secure. The boundary lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. Surely I have a delightful inheritance. I will praise the Lord who counsels me, who even at night instructs my heart. I have set the Lord ever before me with him At my right hand, I shall not be disturbed. Let us pray. Lord, you have indeed given us a marvelous inheritance. You have given us a marvelous work to do on this earth. You have given us comrades with whom we do that work, glorious saints among whom we live and with whom we fellowship, and we give thanks to you for all of that. We give thanks to you for the people joining us each day on these broadcasts. And we thank you, Lord, for the the patriots. We thank you for our fellow citizens in this MAGA movement. We thank you, Lord, for uh, their, their passion, their commitment, their integrity, their love for this country, their faith. It inspires us. We inspire each other because you inspire us all. Continue, Lord God, to pour out your blessings on your people. Tonight, we want to pray especially for those generous men and women and children who are working each day in the thousands of pregnancy centers across our country that are providing help, counsel, solace, guidance, direction, financial help, medical help, legal help, and just a a listening ear and an encouraging word. Lord, these people are serving millions. Serving millions who are in such confusion and despair that they are tempted to have their own children killed. Lord God, bless and protect these generous volunteers who are standing in the gap, advocating for the defenseless, 
and saving lives. And may our laws protect them too. We're going to pray, Lord God, and we do pray for those legislators who are so misguided, so devoid of conscience, that so filled with hate, that they cannot even appreciate those who would give their time to help a mom and a baby in distress. That they cannot see the difference between saving a life and leading that life to slaughter. Lord God, these people don't belong in public office, and we ask you that the voters will vote them out and vote them out quickly. Or that you would so enlighten their conscience and their mind that they would stop advocating evil and begin maybe advocating some good. Bless all those who serve in public office. Correct all those in public office who need your rod of correction. And enlighten your citizens to vote the right way in this election season. We pray through Christ our Lord. Amen. Okay, friends. You know, I travel the country full-time on this pro-life mission. And I visited pregnancy centers in every state of the, of the union. Pregnancy centers which are preser- providing this kind of help and assistance that I, I have just prayed about. And who are saving lives, helping moms and dads, showing them a better way than the way of abortion. These are good and generous people. These are faith-filled people. I've helped in training them. I've met and guided them. I've blessed pregnancy centers. I've spoken at their national conferences. And there are networks of these pregnancy centers uh, that enable them to strengthen and help one another and also enable them to adhere to common guidelines, standards of care, that make sure their work is being done professionally and effectively. Heartbeat International is one of those uh, networks. CareNet is yet another. NIFLA is a third, the National Institute of Family and Life Advocates. And there are various other smaller networks. Many of these pregnancy centers, more and more of them in fact, have become medical clinics. So you could have people get together in a particular town and say, hey, we want to reach out to the the moms and dads in our community who might be facing a pregnancy that they don't know how to handle, and we want to gather together and help them, provide them some helpful counseling, direct them to existing services in the community that help parents or that might help them get a job if they don't have one or or uh, maybe they may want to make an adoption plan, and, 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 or maybe they want a parent and they need some parenting classes. Uh, or in short, brothers and sisters, whatever help they need, people in the communities, people in the churches, gather together and decide they want to provide that help. They may gather together some professionals, legal professionals, medical professionals, uh, social workers, whatever the case may be, And then they advertise uh, and promote their services. Now, we know there are many religious hospitals, for example, and other social service agencies, that because of their moral convictions, will not either recommend or perform abortions. 
We don't consider abortion to be medicine. We don't consider it to be a service. We don't consider it to be healthcare. We don't consider it to be a good. We consider it to be an evil that destroys a baby and in the process destroys that mom and dad as well. So if we put together a plan to help people find alternatives to abortion, if we put together a plan that says, come to us and we will assist you and your baby through the course of that pregnancy and set you up on your path to go forward after that, are we free to do so? In other words, are we free to say, we want to advocate for life, not for death? Even under the now obsolete Roe versus Wade regime in America, the courts have always said that the state, even in keeping abortion legal, and even like the court used to say, but they don't say it anymore, that they had to keep abortion legal, at least for most of the pregnancy, even under that regime, the courts always said, the states, if they want, can prefer childbirth over abortion and promote childbirth over abortion. Many states have the Choose Life license plates, and we'll talk more about those on future programs, but people can buy license, specialty license plates that say Choose Life, and the funds generated by those plates, according to the provisions of state law, and this began here in Florida, would go to fund alternatives to abortion. It's a beautiful thing. So the point I'm making is, if somebody says, I prefer to promote life rather than the destruction of life, they're being honest. They're not being dishonest. If I put up an advertisement that says, I want to provide alternatives to abortion, alternatives to abortion, how would you advertise that? Well, you would advertise it under those words, right? You have to use the word abortion to show that you're promoting an alternative. You're not going to say, I provide abortions. You're going to say, I'm, I'm promoting alternatives to abortion. I'm, I'm setting this up this way because here's what I have in my, in my hand here, a press release from a person in the Senate who should not be anywhere near the Senate, Elizabeth Warren. Yeah, I can hear the, the howls and the boos right now coming from across the country, people watching this program. She, she should not spend another day in the United States Senate, and she should have never been there from the beginning. And I want to pray for the people of Massachusetts that God raises up more people with a little more common sense at the voting booth, never to elect somebody like this again. In fact, let's pray right now. Lord, we, we ask you to bless the people of Massachusetts because God grant forgiveness to those who voted for this woman. This is a disgrace. This is a damage, damaging to our country. This woman should not be anywhere near public office. She should never enter the U.S. Capitol ever, ever again. Lord God, what a disgrace. What a sin. And we ask forgiveness for the voters that, that voted for this woman. And we ask repentance upon the voters of Massachusetts, right clear across the board, that they would change the course of their commonwealth and begin electing public officials who know the difference between serving the public and killing the public. We pray in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. This woman is sick. 
And you might have seen some of the videos that were circulating around social media of her reaction to the Supreme Court declaring that, in fact, <laughs> surprise, surprise, there is no federal right to abortion in the Constitution. Of course there isn't. Just read the Constitution. And if you think it's in the history, just read the history. It's nowhere there. It's nowhere. And Warren is going crazy as if the sky is falling. Going absolutely nuts. The woman is sick, brothers and sisters. She's sick. And then you have this. She sends out a press release. Let me read from it. Because it attacks these pregnancy centers. Imagine that. It attacks. You want to defend the abortion clinics. Listen, if you want to be that much on the wrong side of history, and if you want to be uh, that much on the wrong side of God, well then, don't blame me uh, for the judgment that that awaits you. But then you're going to go ahead and attack and try to limit the activities of those who are actually trying to help these women and, and save these babies? Uh, it, 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 it's, a, it's, a, it's an absurdity and an insult beyond words. But here's what she says. With a far-right Supreme Court poised to overturn Roe v. Wade, it's more important than ever. This came out just before, by the way, the, the Dobbs decision. It's more important than ever to crack down on so-called crisis pregnancy centers. Now, let, let's stop right there. Look at the language there. You know, crack down. You crack down on crime. You crack down on violence. You crack down on terrorism. You don't crack down on men and women of faith trying to help uh, desperate moms uh, to get enough uh, baby formula and diapers uh, and give them a few parenting classes to take care of their babies. You don't crack down on that. That's why I say this woman is sick. And so she goes on that mislead women about reproductive health care. Listen, like I say, I've, I've visited pregnancy centers in, in, in all of the states, and I have worked with not only hundreds, but thousands of the people that, that staff these pregnancy centers. Not, I've never met a single one of them who misleads women about reproductive health care. They do exactly what I just described a moment ago. They say, we want to provide alternatives to abortion. Is there something wrong with that? Because if that, by definition, is misleading people, well, then every religious institution, including the entire Catholic healthcare system in America and, 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 and any other religious group that doesn't want to kill babies, would have to also be labeled as misleading and lying to the public. Is that, what, is that where you want to go, Elizabeth Warren? And company, and by the way, company, people who likewise should be nowhere near the United States Capitol, are Carolyn B. Maloney, Democrat from New York. I don't even have to say that these people are Democrats, because of course they're going to be Democrats. All right? It's the party of death. Carolyn Maloney, Suzanne Bonamici from Oregon. Here's a real loser. Senator Bob Menendez of New Jersey. Bob, what are you still doing? in office? What in the world are you still doing in public office? Could you tell me, please? By what justification in anyone's imagination do you enter into that building for one more day? Go back to whatever planet you came from. You don't belong in public office. These people, brothers and sisters, get me so annoyed. So here they are trying to stop deceptive practices. Now, she says, no one should have to question that the person they are seeking medical advice from is actually a doctor. 
Well, I don't know a single person in the pregnancy center movement that is claims to be a doctor but isn't. But I do know former abortion workers who claimed to be doctors when they weren't. Joy Davis was one of them. She ran six abortion facilities in the South, legal clinics. I helped her when she was coming out of the abortion industry. This was a couple of decades ago. And she said, I would introduce myself to the women who came to these abortion clinics as the doctor. I never spent a day in medical school, she said. So listen, the shoe is on the wrong foot here. Uh, These pregnancy clinics are not the ones... Uh, to be um, investigated or or legislated against because of deceptive practices. I'll tell you who is the abortion industry. They lie. Now we're going to take a little break, and I'm going to show you a clip of a campaign of that I pr- I'm proud to serve as the past- pastoral director worldwide. It's called Silent No More. And not only do the women who have gone to these abortion clinics and been lied to speak out publicly and share their testimony, but also people who used to work in these facilities and do these abortions publicly have repented and told us how much they lie. Well, after we see this clip, then I'm going to share with you a couple of testimonies from those former abortion workers telling how they lied. So pay attention, Democrats over there in the Senate, to the real liars. Let's take a look now at Silent No More. Powerful new voices are arising in the debate over abortion. The voices of those who have actually experienced it. From coast to coast, women and men who have lost children to abortion are speaking out about its pain and devastation and about the healing and forgiveness they have found through the pro-life movement. Their witness is changing hearts and minds. Former U.S. Senator Zell Miller writes, The most poignant sight for me at this year's annual pro-life march and demonstration in Washington, D.C. was the large number of women holding signs saying they regretted their abortions. Celebrity Kourtney Kardashian says, I looked online and I was sitting on the bed hysterically crying, reading these stories of people who felt so guilty from having an abortion. I was reading these things of how many people are traumatized by it afterwards. These men and women are so courageous. You saw them holding those signs, I regret my abortion. And you saw the men walking with them, I regret lost fatherhood. And you saw the website there, silentnomore.com. That's the overall website for the whole campaign. But I want to show you that within that campaign, there's a section there where you can read the testimonies of these people. And again, these testimonies from the women who have had abortions, they'll say, I was lied to. I was mistreated. I was misled by the abortion clinic. And you can read the testimonies of those who once misled them. So that website, I want to bring it to you now and show you the page and also show you one of the video testimonies. It's abortiontestimonies.com. Abortiontestimonies.com. And you see there at the top of the page, it says, Welcome to our testimony directory. And you can choose among a number of categories of people who have had abortions or the one we're going to look at today, people who have actually 
been the workers in the clinics and 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 have sold the abortions and performed the abortions. If you click there, as we just did on the second box uh, in the first column, you see there former abortion providers, former. Okay, so they've seen the light, they've turned to Christ, they've repented, they've reformed their lives, and they've started speaking out. And then you hit the search button, the results will appear below. And then if we scroll down, I want to go to the second one because you see the title of uh, that testimony. We lied to them. Okay, this is uh, Catherine Adair. And let's listen to her. She gave her uh, remarks at one of our Silent No More gatherings. I want you to hear what she had to say. My name is Catherine Adair, and I was a in-your-face, pro-choice, abortion-must-be-legal feminist. I marched on Washington for pro-choice, and I went to work at Planned Parenthood, the biggest abortion clinic in New England, where I took part in thousands of abortions. I told women that their baby was a clump of tissue. I never asked them if they wanted any other choice, if they wanted to be a parent, if they wanted to put their baby up for adoption. We took their money, we lied to them, and we put them on a table and gave them an abortion without ever telling them the truth about the procedure. We never told them about the pain. We never told them that the baby was ripped apart. And we went through all those pieces of baby after the abortion. And we used to call them, they were called POCs, product of conception. And we called them pieces of children and we made jokes about it. That's the care that women got in abortion clinics. They are lied to. They are used for money and their children are made fun of and they're ripped apart into pieces, arms and legs and pieces of ribcage that abortion clinic workers go through every day. They are not gloves of cells. They are human beings and their mothers are suffering. We, we did second trimester abortions in my clinic and those babies are ripped out of their mother's wombs piece by piece. I worked in a place where I was waking up every night having nightmares and screaming with images of pieces of babies floating in the air. My depression and anxiety was horrific and all because abortion, that abortion is good for women is a lie. Women are suffering all over this country because we who worked in the abortion clinics and who work in the abortion clinics now are lying to them. And I left that clinic because I just I knew that what I was doing was wrong. And after a long time, I realized that those pieces of children and those blobs of tissue were babies. And I am here today because I will be silent no more. Okay, friends. So you see that website and, and go mark that down if you would, abortiontestimonies.com. So who's doing the lying? The abortion clinics or the pregnancy centers? What more evidence do we need than what we just heard? And she's not the only one. Carol Everett's been around for decades telling her story uh, about uh, selling abortions, uh, legal abortions. And um, she uh, 
she, let me read a paragraph from Carol's testimony. She's out of Texas. The girl goes into this room for counseling. This is in the abortion clinic, and they give her a 6 to 12 page form. This form is written by an abortion attorney. Ours was written by one out of New York, and it was written, listen to this, friends. You tell me who's doing the deceiving. It was written to confuse the girl to death. It had every possible complication of an abortion you could imagine, and it would take a doctor two hours with a medical dictionary to go through it. Words two inches long that no one could possibly understand. And it does its job. It confuses her. See, words are supposed to clarify, not confuse. Here, Carol is revealing that the diabolical intent of the abortion industry to purposely confuse. It confuses her. And, as a result, she doesn't ask any questions. She goes back to the two questions. Carol said there are two, and I've seen this from, we work with many, many former abortionists, and they tell us the same thing. The two big questions that they get from a woman going to get an abortion. A, does it hurt? And B, is it a baby? And listen to what Carol says. And when you have convinced her again and again lied to her that no, it's not going to hurt. No, like Catherine Adair said, it's not a baby. It's just a clump of cells. Listen, nobody's got to believe me or anybody else in the pro-life movement. Just look up fetal development. Just look up embryology. It's right there. In fact, at the beginning of our episode, you see the little new intro that we have? You see the video of the baby in the womb at only six weeks. And you see the eyes and you see the hands. Oh, come on. This is not difficult to, to sort out. The nice people say, oh, I don't know who's lying or who's telling the truth. Well, it's easy to know here. It's easy to know because we can see what the baby is. We can hear the testimonies, not only of those who've been hurt by abortion, but we're hearing the testimony of the abortion clinic workers who did the lying. Communicate with your senators and your representatives. Because even if a piece of legislation like Warren has introduced doesn't go anywhere, they need to, to know that we're on to them. We're on to these senators and these representatives, and they're all Democrats, who are trying to, to turn the tables and say that the pregnancy centers lie, whereas it's their friends. And by the way, the reason they're protecting their friends in the abortion clinics is, guess what? Those abortionists pay money to the campaigns of these Democrats to keep them in power so that they will keep protecting their friends. That's, follow the money, it's very simple. Planned Parenthood, tens and tens of millions of dollars going into the political campaigns of pro-abortion Democrats, the abortion industry itself, donating blood money to the campaigns for the blood party, the Democrats. Absolutely shameful. Mark that website again, friends, abortiontestimonies.com. And go read the, what the other former abortionists that are there, there are many others like them, are saying. So we're going to pray some more. Also, remember August 2nd.
Remember Kansas, we had the special programs about Kansas and they've got that initiative going called Value Them Both, where they're going to save their constitution. They're going to save their constitution in Kansas from a court decision a few years ago that said erroneously that that constitution contains a right to abortion. That's as much of a fabrication as Roe v. Wade was saying the federal constitution has a right to abortion. Federal constitution doesn't, neither does the Kansas state constitution, neither does any state constitution contain a right to killing an unborn child. So the people of Kansas now have a chance, and they're voting right now, uh, to say, no, 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 you're not going to get away with hijacking our constitution and nullifying all our pro-life laws. Uh, you're not going to get away with that. So urge people in Kansas, friends, to vote yes on the pro-life amendment, value them both, and go to valuethemboth.com in order to see what um, this amendment is all about. Would you pray with me? Lord, we ask you to bless, first of all, all our viewers and all their needs, answer all their prayers, protect their families. We ask you, Lord, to bless people like Catherine Adair and Carol Everett and all those who used to work in the abortion industry, but now reveal to the world how much they lied. They lied to the women who, who, who went there. They pretended in some cases to be doctors when they never spent a day in medical school. Lord God, the lying has to stop. We ask you for blessing and protection on those courageous former abortion workers who are exposing the lies. We ask your blessing on the mothers who are in need of help that they not, Lord, don't let them go to these abortion facilities, but lead them instead to these marvelous pregnancy centers that are that are providing alternatives to abortion and bless all those pregnancy centers, Lord, which fortunately outnumber the abortion facilities by more than three to one. And we ask you, Lord, to send your Holy Spirit into the halls of Congress and stop the lying, hateful actions of people like Elizabeth Warren and uh, the, 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 the radical lunatics uh, that are in other offices in the Senate and in the House. Lord, stop them. Stop their lying and deceptive and hateful activity and enlighten the voters in these midterms to choose the right kind of people to serve in public office. We gather together all these prayers and praises by offering the Lord's Prayer. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Friends, besides those websites, again, abortiontestimonies.com, and then for Kansas, valuethemboth.com. Stay connected also with me on social media at FR Frank Pavone, all the major platforms starting with Truth Social and Getter, FR Frank Pavone, and uh, connect with our Right Side Broadcasting too at RSB Network. And thank you for watching this program. Spread the word, and we'll talk to you next time. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.